At the start of this century, inventor and futurist Ray Kurzweil said, we won't experience 100 years of progress in the 21st century. It will be more like 20,000 years of progress at today's rate. Well, here we are 18 years later, experiencing a breathtaking rate of progress. And within global companies, the person dealing with it the most is the chief information officer. I'm Mary Hayes Weir from Workday. Today on the Workday podcast, I'm here with Paul Wright, CIO at Accuride Corporation. Headquartered in Evansville, Indiana, Accuride is a leading manufacturer and supplier of wheels and wheel-end components to the commercial vehicle market. Paul is going to talk about a big technology platform decision the company made to move to the cloud and why that move was so important to speed of execution. Welcome, Paul. Thanks very much for having me. Okay, so Accuride decided to move from on-premise systems to the cloud in about 2016. How did you reach that decision? So, I mean, some of it was our hand was forced. Um, we hadn't done anything with our HR or our payroll systems for about 20 years. And so that was coming to end of life. Um, in so we started looking around mm -hmm. for something different in terms of uh, why we wanted to do cloud versus replacing with another on-premise solution. Um, I guess there's a lot of dimensions that, that sort of drove us in that direction. Um, we, we had been in a, in a mode of digital transformation for mm -hmm. a couple of years already, and we'd been moving um, our manufacturing plants to uh, cloud-based systems. Mm -hmm. uh, for a few years, and, and we liked what we got with a software as a service platform. Um, you know, there's, there's inherent advantages in terms of uh, us not wanting to build out and maintain and constantly recapitalize infrastructure investments. Right. But probably the bigger element of it was the fact that um, with a SaaS solution, what, what we think is we're always going to get the best new technology mm -hmm. and it, we don't have to go through horrific upgrade cycles to get there. Mm -hmm. um, it also means that as updates come to the platform, um, they're just that stuff's just delivered. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily something that we have to buy and then open a hole in our firewall and let someone come in and do something and reconfigure. And when we when we first started looking, um, we we had uh, probably about five or six different um, vendors come and give us demonstrations. And you know there was some good products there for sure. But uh, while we were doing that, our CFO uh, at the time approached me and said, "Hey." I'd really like us to look at what we can do for our financial systems as well, because mm. we've upgraded the you know the front the tip of the spear with the manufacturing plants. Now right. we're going to be upgrading half of our back office administration functions. You know, what about me? Mm -hmm. And so that that narrowed the scope in terms of the vendors that really were going to be capable of delivering something there. Right. Um, and 
as we went through more demo cycles and we spoke to more customers, uh, reference customers, you know, Workday really became the clear choice for us mm -hmm. in terms of what to do. So how did your leadership feel about moving financials to the cloud? Was there some trepidation there? Um, well, again, all of the, uh, all of the plant Mm -hmm. Financials uh, were already in the cloud. We'd mm -hmm. we'd taken that hill uh, before. Security is getting much harder, and people are coming after you in every different direction. And we yeah. we at Accurite have a pretty small IT team, and for us to be able to keep up with every patch on every system all the time, and not just keep up with the patches that are being released, but also getting in front of things and understanding where there's where you're going to need a patch. Mm -hmm. um, that uh, that we didn't we didn't have the horsepower to do it. Yeah, we didn't have we didn't have the experience. Um, we didn't have uh, the knowledge, and we didn't necessarily think that investing in that was going to be the right thing for us. When you look at a company like Workday, who has a gigundous team of people who are all really focused on security, um, you know, and I, I'm, I'm not speaking out of turn. I mean, Workday talks about it like right. they should talk yes. about it. Mm -hmm. um, in that, they are they are the first people out there getting certified for all of the different data privacy regulations. They're the ones that are getting certified. Um, to the international standards associated to how to host a data center. They're the ones who are, you know, talking about, hey, this is what we're doing to keep you safe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because of that, uh, I think it, it instills a level of confidence right. that, hey, I'm not just relying on Joe in Evansville to make sure that my stuff's, my game is tight. Mm -hmm. I've got a whole team that's working around the clock to make sure that they're not just protecting my data, they're right. protecting really, really big companies' data, right? Yeah. And so for us, as a, a, you know, we're a mid-market company, um, right. and so for us to be able to sort of hang on to some coattails around this, I, I'm good with that. Mm -hmm. and, and what we found is that as we move forward with all of the auditors, the questions get much smaller because um, they'll ask me to talk about how I'm doing X or Y with relation to security. Mm -hmm. And I'll just pull down those reports from the Workday community right. and say here, and if you'd like anything additional, please contact these people. Yeah. And, you know, as a medium enterprise company, I'm sure you're restricted in resources and information technology. And mm -hmm. do you find that allows you to put those resources towards more strategic work? Yeah, no, absolutely. So instead of, instead of focusing on patching and updates, mm -hmm. now those same people can be focused on, you know, deployment of the new technology that just got released to us. Right. I mean, that's a sea change in difference. So. Yeah instead of them being just IT professionals now, those people become much more integrated as partners within business mm -hmm. because the business people have to explain their requirements and instead of coding that, now it's a matter of 
clearly understanding and configuring, which mm -hmm. is a different skill set. It's a lower code skill set for us. Um, we've still got some developers on our team that are doing things, um, and but you know their focus is not necessarily as much in building new applications anymore. It's about building integrations and things like that and saying, okay, how do I extend what I'm doing here mm -hmm. over to how am I fully integrating with the bank? So we're here at Workday Rising um, on the show floor, actually. Uh, were you at the innovation keynote yesterday? I was. So what did you think about all those machine learning capabilities and predictive analytics coming into products? And You know, I... <laughs> Because I'm an old school manufacturing guy, uh -huh. like I'm kind of like, all right, just show me. Uh -huh. I, I don't want to show me what you're going to do. But, um, but as a technologist, I think that predictive analytics is there's a there's a huge use case for it in terms of making the business smarter. Because we're not just doing foundational laying the walls, you know, putting right. the bricks in anymore. Yeah. Um, we don't want people to have to focus on every transaction, right? We want people to only focus on the anomalies. Mm -hmm. And so the biggest thing that I saw, and I, I got really excited in the financials part, I'll be honest with you, but it, it's, it's about taking away all of those monotonous point and click activities, right? We want people to use their brains Right? Yeah. We hire, I think, smart people. The reason we want smart people is we want them to think. Pushing paper, and paper can be metaphorical in terms of an electronic transaction and just chug, chug, chug. We don't want people to have to focus on that. We would much prefer that the system does all of that automatically for us. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Uh, examples of the cloud as an enabler. Um, so it's been about two years now uh, since you've been in the cloud with Workday and with Workday. some other systems so, as well. So yeah, about six years total in terms of cloud applications, yeah. Uh, what percentage on the cloud would you say that you are at this point for all your systems? I'm saying we're probably high 80s now. Wow. Maybe higher. Very um, cool. Okay, so what have we done? We, we moved all of our Microsoft stuff. So we're mm -hmm. in, you know, Exchange Online and we're our SharePoint's online and you actually can't get to our SharePoint like normally anymore. You actually go through the Workday homepage because we want people to just go through Workday. Oh, um, great. Yeah, hey, we, we think it's a good solution. Um, but uh, we moved our help desk system from an on-premise thing to the cloud. All of our manufacturing ERP is in the cloud. Now our HR and financials in the cloud, like we've still got um, like our payroll system in Mexico, that's on premise right now, but mm -hmm. we're looking to move it. Um, our CRM systems in the cloud, most of our applications. So being an almost 100% cloud company, what would you say are some of the biggest surprises or any sort of lessons learned in making that transition that you think would be helpful for other CIOs? You know, when you, when you do cloud, and, and, and I want to be clear, there's a difference between doing cloud and doing software as a service type cloud platforms, right? Okay. And the difference is, like, because you can take your stuff and just 
put it somewhere, it doesn't necessarily fundamentally change how you're going to work as a business. When you do the software as a service offering, it does fundamentally change things because you have to look at what your business process is. Mm -hmm. And there are things that maybe you've done because that's the way you've always done it, but you're not going to do that anymore. You're going to look at best-in-class processes that are not just going to be used by you, but are being used by... What, what did I hear? 31 million people now on Workday? That's a ginormous number of people. Yeah, but of people. Um, there's all of us who are contributing to this product through brainstorms and through interacting mm -hmm. with the product managers, right? In terms of how to make Workday a, a better system, not just for one company, but for over 2,000 now, I think. You guys are ahead of us. Um, mm -hmm. You guys are releasing stuff faster than we can implement it and I never want that to change by the way <laughs> okay. that's great that's yeah. that's that's good for us because we can we can go to our business users and say well how about we do this and they're like well can we do that and we can say yeah we can start configuring that right now are you ready mm -hmm. to talk about the process yeah so let's talk about pace of change for a moment um, how do you find that the cloud is particularly helpful in keeping up with the pace of change? Because you know you talked about going from a, a public to a private company and mm -hmm. having to, to adapt to some changes very mm -hmm. quickly. Mm -hmm. um, anything to share on so, that? Yeah, I mean, you know, in terms of some of those examples, really what the, the big thing for us was as, as you know, we went from being a you know, fairly stable organizational structure um, to be in one where there was just a, a really acquisitive company. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, hey, we've only done two acquisitions, but we've doubled the size of the company in the last mm. 18 months. And instead of operating in four uh, different countries, three of them in North America, mm. um, we're now operating in, I think, 10. Um, and instead of having about 2,000 employees, now we've got about 5,000 employees. So how does, how does cloud help with that? And I think the answer is, instead of having to go in and build stuff to handle all of those different geographies, we can say, this is Stefan. Mm -hmm. Stefan is from Germany. Mm -hmm. And when we know, when Workday knows Stefan is from Germany, then his card in terms of the data that's important for somebody in Germany is automatically one, you've got the fields that you need to understand his national identity the right way. Two, it's all in German already. Mm -hmm. Like, how are you doing that by yourself on premise? <laughs> I think that's huge from a cloud perspective. And then, you know, because there's all these other companies, bigger companies than us, that are really pushing for more innovation and we can sort of ride those coattails. Um, it just means that transformation can happen a lot faster. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when we're looking to have uh, an application start running in a plant in Germany or in China or in Turkey or in France, then I'm, I'm not worried about having to build infrastructure Right. in those places. All I'm, all I'm doing is saying, go to this website, please. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, I, that's quite I, a I, I, th I think that change. cloud is a huge enabler mm -hmm. for 
you know, acquisitions, for change as a company. So what about compliance? And I don't know if you have even more compliance and regulation issues as a manufacturer, perhaps in some other industries, but uh, in terms yeah. of getting the updates um, and financial management, and has that been helpful at all? I, I, I think so. I mean, you know, just, just being able to like, you know, we're not like a service industry, um, so there was like a massive, massive change in the accounting rules associated to that. Right, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we weren't affected okay. by that one, um, but certainly all this really change in landscape around data privacy, uh, you know, between GDPR and, you know, now for us, the, uh, the Russian Data Privacy Acts, mm. um, it, it, it's it's a really big deal to know that I can go on the Workday community, I can search up GDPR, I get a whole bunch of presentations of best practices on how to do it, I get a link to do a contract directly with Workday to say that for my data it will be mm -hmm. protected according to GDPR standards. Mm -hmm. They have built-in features that allow you to do all of the data purging, you know, the right to be forgotten can really happen here. Mm -hmm. And if you're storing someone's data in that nest of your own applications, how do you make sure that, like, you followed the rules? Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. AccuRide is based in the Midwest, your manufacturing company. I'm yep. from the Midwest as well. What do you think about the perception of the cloud? Do you feel like the middle of the country is shifting more in, in understanding well, the cloud I, advantages? I, or, you know, I don't I, need to be bashing my own region. No, but. no, I, I, I think it's a good question. And I think that, I think that you know, normally, um, certainly manufacturing companies mm -hmm. wouldn't necessarily see uh, changing the way that you do IT as like a core value, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're not looking to do the same kind of things that a financial services company would be doing per se. Okay. Okay. But, but with that, um, I don't know that, I don't know that the like not cloud argument is like even a thing anymore just because how many websites is everyone using every day? How many apps are people using every day? Right. Like, where's that? Yeah. It, it, you can't tell me that, like, you're not okay with the cloud and tweet that you're not okay with the cloud and then tell me that you're not okay in the cloud <laughs> on Facebook. I mean, that's just nonsense, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. By the way... I'm pretty sure that Amazon's building a whole bunch of distribution centers all around the Midwest for a good reason, because people are buying stuff there. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they're going to a website to conduct their personal business. Right, yeah. So why is this different? Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I, so I'll be, be honest. more of a change I, I, management issue, perhaps. I think so, I yeah. think so. And I think that when people have got when people have got a really heavy infrastructure that they've built and they're really proud of what they've built and they see that as a differentiator, mm -hmm. right? Those are difficult people to move. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. um, but if you have a little bit of an open mindset, do I want to try and do it myself or would I like to use the same stuff that they're using at Target, at Walmart, at mm -hmm. you know, 
Amazon, right? right I yeah. mean, so there's all these companies that people are like, yeah, no, they're pretty good, right? Mm -hmm. And those companies that you say, yeah, they're pretty good, they're all using this. So why wouldn't you want to do that? Well, um, I guess we'll finish up with a question. Uh, what's the most important thing you've learned about being a CIO during a time of such rapid technology progress? And any advice you give others? Roll with the punches. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no. uh, it's uh, keep, keep your eyes open, keep your ears open. Talk to more people. It is, it is absolutely critical that CIOs have a grasp on what the new technology is because the consumers of what they're doing now are significantly more educated in technology than they used to be. People go home now and they use Amazon and they use Facebook and they book their flights and they, so they do all this stuff, right? Now you're dealing with digital natives and they're everywhere. Mm -hmm. You cannot be left behind. And I think the other thing is you've got to look at ways that you can optimize what you're doing for your business. It's not about being good at IT. No one cares. Yeah. Companies that are good at IT, well, they should be IT companies, right? Right. Mm -hmm. We want to be a manufacturing company. Focus on what the core is of your organization and how do you bring technology to enhance what they're doing. That's what's important. That's what adds value to a company. And I think that any CIO should be focused on that. Paul, thank you so much for joining us on the Workday podcast and sharing your ideas and experiences as a CIO in today's fast-changing world. Thanks very much for having me. Um, I hope it was uh, vaguely useful and a little bit helpful. It was awesome. Loved hearing your views. This is Mary Hayes Weir from Workday. Thanks for listening. <laughs>